Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 156. 25. <laughs> 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 we got the all-star crew back again. Back again. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Keys and the Elementals. Go with it, guys. <laughs>
All right, we, we got to tell on ourselves. We got so excited to hear them, we forgot to hit record the first time they played yeah, that. Yeah, man. Uh, it's okay, though. It, it happened. Yeah. We can cheer. Yeah. Yeah. We can cheer. Is Casey happy? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Take Let's take another drink. Casey's glad. I like the second one better. All right, so why don't you guys go around the room, quickly introduce yourselves to our listeners. Reiki's of Reiki's and other bands. I'm Casey Powell. I'm CJ. Sierra Wilson. Iana Dell. Yeah. Woo. So welcome back for you guys. For having us back. Yeah. I was excited. So Jalen, are you still driving like a couple hundred miles a week? So uh, I've actually uh, moved back down here. Hey. Uh, okay. I know. I so Everybody was like waiting Don't for tell me to... anybody else or you'll be asked to be in 17 more bands. <laughs> the, the drive from, from Indianapolis was pretty crazy, but I have since moved back down here. I actually just started my music therapy internship. Oh, awesome. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Norton Hospital. Um, so I'll be doing that until July. So okay. Congratulations. Cool. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. Don't awesome. tell anybody so they don't try to hire her and right like yeah. I've already got to to us. Please, no. yeah. please listeners Hands keep off. this information to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, whatever. I'm in this room. I've had a note in my pocket the next time I saw Jalen about playing bass. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey Ray, tell us a little bit about this song. Right. <laughs> don't you do that, Casey. <laughs> Don't you do it? <laughs> Can't contain him. We've tried. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh, so many times. But that song, uh, Brown and Gold, that was the first original I ever wrote for myself as Reiki. So I'd written other songs for other bands or uh, had input, musical input on other projects. But that was the first Reiki's original. So I'm proud of that song. That's my baby. All right. So how how do you decide? All right, this is my song. I mean, did you, in, when you wrote that song, were you intending for this is going to be for me or was it just I'm going to write and, and it felt personal, it too personal? Felt personal. To Anytime I write a song, it's pretty much, I mean, sometimes we, for the Sun Kings, another band I, I'm a part of, I play keys in that band. Um, sometimes I write songs and then it has a purpose and I know who it belongs to. Uh, for that one, I was like, this one feels personal. So I actually, you know what? No. I just lied to y'all. <laughs> that song, I almost had other people sing that song and then decided at a, at a point, like, no, this is too important. This one's mine. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but there have been other times where I wrote songs for the Sun Kings or wrote a song and didn't know who it was going to go to. I have songs in the, in the on the computer right now. I don't know where they're going. But they're, you don't, but they're, they're there. Kind of like, yeah. you don't want them. We have songs in the Sun Kings catalog that they were like, this close to being a Reiki song and it, I was like please we love it so much but definitely it has an essence of Ray the Sun Kings has a song called Snowblind that Daquan yep, wrote yep. that I wrote that one in five minutes Ray I wrote it on it. the way to a rehearsal and I was like well this is gonna be a Sun Kings one um, and then the like for um, oh what's the one True American like you had lyrics and melody for a lot of it for I think over you had it for the bridge or yeah, for and like a guitar something. lick. I had and a guitar lick, yeah. but I had previously had, she didn't know this before, but I had previously had chords that I was going to use for a Reiki song, and I was like, this would go perfect for this. We <laughs> added the horns, and it, it it is where it's supposed to be. It landed where it needed to. Huh? Yep. Right on. Yeah, tell what tell us a little bit about that song. It's it's pretty pretty heavy, pretty deep, pretty awesome. Yeah. So I 
wrote that song. I'm I think it was January 2020 because I was in the house and I was like, I need to I need to write because there was nothing else for me to do besides that and binge watch movies, which I'm still doing today. <laughs> but we all um, got in that habit. <laughs> yeah. But I I started that song. That was the first one I wrote for myself. And then after that was kind of about the black experience in America because that's just what I was feeling at the time. And then I guess it was two months later, everyone hears about Brianna Taylor. And so then, then I decided to write a whole EP, which is seven songs. It's called Brown and Gold. Um, just about my relationship with the country at the time and my feelings about that. You know, that's very... Uh, when, when I listened to the, the EP, the, the one... And I, maybe it was because, you know, the new song, um, comparatively to the EP, it, there was such seriousness um, not only lyrically, but musically, it was, it was, it seemed very direct and very to the point, but real serious. It, it, you know, it had that old school R&B, like 80s, 90s, I don't know about 80s, but R&B flavor, mm-hmm. but it did, but it felt so. It's important for it to still be raw to me. It felt raw, yeah. but it was so. It just felt there was an intensity to it that you yes, that yes. that I couldn't explain, but I could gather that, that it was it was in the record. It just felt more, you know. So I don't know, if, and I do believe that like the lyrics matched what was going on with the music as good as anything that mm-hmm. you can do, um, or at least anything that I've heard. You know, one hundred fifty six episodes. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times, you know, you can hear you can hear music and then lyrics, and it's just like they don't marry, you know, there's, there's a disconnect between the two, but yeah, man, I just listening to it. Um, and maybe it was because the new song is, is, uh, so fun. I have moved into a more pop direction. Definitely yeah. like a more produced direction. My producer right here, Casey Powell. Bless up. Casey. I put him to work. It's been long hours. Because, I mean, the your, the sound definitely has to the sound and the arrangement definitely have to match the lyrics. The, the lyrics have to match the the song itself, the composition. I think for most of my stuff, actually, my process has changed, and there was actually a clear marker from when it changed. So when I first started writing, I typically wrote the instrumentation first, and then I would have an emotion or a feeling that I put along with that, and then craft the lyrics around that composition. Recently, though, I have been getting more well. One of my songs called Come Back to Me also features Keanu Dell. Um, I wrote the percussion part for that first, which my drummer Seer hates what? me for. Doc yeah, put like six, seven layers. I've been studying producers. And so I've been listening to like really getting into Timbaland and Pharrell and people like that. And so I was listening and... MJ and Michael Jackson. I'm listening to their percussion, and that was what was driving the song, the percussion and the bass, which is why I hired these two people, you know? Because um, they're insane players, and I knew they could do it. But in doing that, I realized, I, I mean, I completely changed the process of how I write. That's interesting, man. I, I'm, I'm, I think I've told you this before. I'm, everything I listen to is there first. It's all about the rhythm. I always hear that before. And it's, it's not even intent. I have to listen for lyrics. Me, but, me too. Yeah, I mean, I just that's so. Same. So you basically are like, all right, let's see what I can uh, kill my, my 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 section with back here and see what they can come up with. My God, man! I'm not lying. It's, it's like seven or eight drum layers. See, I'm the opposite. I believe there's more. I always listen to lyrics first as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. I think I have to be so, and as a vocalist, is my primary instrument too. I have to be so in tune with how to convey my emotion to an audience. So Mm -hmm. when we were writing Brown and Gold, 
um, Ray came to me with lyrics that were pre-established and we kind of workshopped and, and, and wrote them together. And we were talking about this overall feeling, especially at the time, but I think always in, with our being black in America, like, I think that the, the consensus is usually like, oh, black people must hate America. But we were talking about, we're like, no, we love this country and we feel disrespected by it. And that's why it hurts the mm. most. So that line, we carried their cities across the Nile and the Mississippi, you know, talking about the, the history of black people in America and what we've built and how, yes, we love this country, but we want to feel loved by it. Mm-hmm. So it started with that. But then Brown and Gold is probably one of the songs that feels the most ethereal to, to perform on stage. It's, it's one that's very easy to get lost in mm-hmm. because the rhythm and the, and the musical bed that Ray has built and that the band then adds to, you, it's like a trance. So mm-hmm. that's that's one that like I don't have to work to get into a flow state. It kind of just happens. You know what? Uh, you know how intimidating it would be to take Keanu and some lyrics. So yeah, come up with the melody. <laughs> <laughs> Let me figure out how to sing that with you. Come on. I do that to people a lot. I'm like, this is what I have. I need you to put yourself into it so that mm-hmm. it becomes the best it can be. Because yeah. I don't I mean, I could write everything, but that's not always that fun, you know? It I mean you, the, you, you the, it tend to get stuck. You can get stuck in that. I, I, I mean, the fun is the cooperation for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's amazing what comes out of it. You know, mm-hmm. not only the the music itself, but you know, uh, there has been a version. You know, the four of you guys that have been in before. There's that is like a traveling group. There, if 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 Casey's Truly. here, I'm going to see a couple of you. You know, there will be a few of you that are together, and I'm sure that you guys now will be a part of that mix that we just see. You'll show up. <laughs> yeah, you'll show up with somebody else and be like, "Hey, welcome back! Yep. Good to see you again." We'll be, you know, so uh, <laughs> part of that. It just seems like part of the whole the whole process of sharing and being open about um, the process of writing and figuring out the process uh, le- lends to creating a real real group of tight-knit people that can, that, that also are just badass musicians too. That yeah. also helps. Yeah. So it, it's awesome to see on, on our side that, that um, the repetitive nature, that, 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 that there's just so much community in Louisville music as it is. That's, we talk about that quite a bit, but um, it is awesome. So Ray, how did you connect with CJ and Sear? Well, Sear, I've known for years. That was, was it? Yeah, turn his mic off. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he will have us here for an extra hour. Dead joking. With your puns. Yeah, just jokes. Just here. Here we go. Is he a dad yet? Yeah. No. That's what I'm like, dude. This hey. guy's got great <laughs> dad jokes. Too. The best dad jokes, and I'm not a dad either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. I, I, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I got a couple loaded, but I'm not going <laughs> to. So I connected with Siri years ago. I think we, it must have been high school, right? I think it was when you or was it early college? Though. Because. Because it was through. Kevin no, and that had to have been like early. That was early high school, I think. Or not together? early high school, late high school. Were we playing together in high school? That's crazy. Because they were doing jam. I don't know, man. It was expensive years. Uh, we were playing. We met through a mutual friend. Uh, was it Blaze and Kevin? Kev- Blaze, uh, what's his last Sax name? Blaze Groody. Groody and Kevin Dahl. Uh-huh. Um, we were playing jams together at Molly Malone's, and yeah, yeah, that was college. That was college. That's some years. 
And so that's how we met. And you were playing drums on those gigs, right? Yeah, I, I was playing kit. But he right plays there. everything, so he's one of those. That's not gonna happen. He was on keyboard. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I connected him years ago, and we just kept in touch through then. And then I he asked me to play at his church, um, <laughs> and so we've been with each other since then. Yeah, I did just make a note. It says don't trust. Raise timelines. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> See, the thing is, the thing is, I remember <laughs> my long-term memory is real good. Like, I'll call you out on something you said, like, years ago. But, but <laughs> short-term memory, don't ask me nothing. But I don't know when it happened. I just know what happened. It did right? happen. Um, <laughs> CJ and... Who was it? Who was it? Will? Will, 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 Will. So there was a <laughs> yeah. another drummer before him. So don't tell him. I won't. Um, he there was a drummer before Seer, Will Breckenridge. Yeah, he's been in here. Pocket. Okay. Yeah. But um, I needed another keys player because I didn't want to play keys all the time in my band. I play keys in everybody else's band. Mm-hmm. I don't need it in my band. Um, which is why I don't have my keyboard here today. Yeah. But <laughs> that's where CJ keys. comes in. <laughs> Sorry. That's where CJ comes in <laughs> to take over my keys parts for me. He does a great job. I, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Not missing a lick back there, man. You guys muzzle sure. Casey at rehearsals? Nah. Nah. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I just consume everybody with laughter all the time. They love it. For the first hour. And then we're like, man, we want to go home. I'm silently instigating. Like, like, oh, you know what? What did you want to say? I could, I could totally see that. That wry smile in the back just giving you that look. Like, she's a problem, but she won't admit it. She's going to be starting stuff. Y'all don't even have to tell us. Jalen and I show up to rehearsals matching, too. Yeah, Casey's my buddy. Naruto. Naruto. Shade, that smooth operator. Can I separate them in here? (laughs) So, Sear, what else is in your, uh, what's in your instrument arsenal? Man. I don't know if we have time for that. Uh, Right now, I'm mostly playing drums, bass, or keys, or organ. Uh, it, it depends on the day. Like this last weekend, I spent a day on a different instrument. So Friday was drums, uh, Saturday was bass, and then Sunday I was on keys and organ at church. So yeah, it gets wild. You and can hang horns? on all of us. Oh, okay, that's it. You didn't mention he's singing too, huh? Oh, we heard him we heard singing. Yeah, he's singing to Jalen. He's got his own project. I'm part of it. CJ's yeah. part of it. Actually, it's, it's uh, pretty crazy. The Elementals part of it. And, and my group is is. Almost the same group. All right, so when we go, I guess we'll see you in here uh, on your own soon. Uh-huh. Huh? Just different string players. So many you, uh, more people. Many more people right. in this small space. I'm telling you, we can do it. <laughs> we can fit. We can do yeah. it. So we bring in a choir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll put them on. We'll put them we'll the outside. Hey, I've been right down the steps. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm sweating. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to get warmer. Especially, yeah. When we think about heating it up with another tune. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Especially with the music. It's going to get hot. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Can we turn the heat on? No, I got to be reminded what's our second song. Harder Days. Yeah. Right, tell, tell us, us about, about it. This. Yeah, tell us about it. Man, that's a story I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one, that, that one, I, I think I wrote it between students at work, to be honest. Yeah, I was probably, t- man, I Between what? Students? Stu- I think I had, I think I was teaching and I wrote it between two... St- I had time between two different students. I was like, time to write a song. Um, <laughs> man? 
Harder days. I think it was it was summer, and I think it was just about like getting out, seeing the people you love, like, but also knowing that like tough times are ahead, but you can get through it with the, with your your family. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All that. right, nice. <laughs> your coffee, yeah. Coffee. I don't drink coffee. I love the smell of it. But, oh man, yeah. it's the best. Uh, I'm not sure my eyes open before I put coffee in my body. I love coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who who we got on this one? Is it? Is it? Yeah, bring us in. Bring us in. Right, you can drop that.
so good. It's so good. Nice. It's so good. All right, Ray. So tell us, uh, tell us something non-musical people need to know about you. I saw, okay, so that's a hard question. <laughs> Most of my life revolves around music. So let me give you a little rundown, right? <laughs> so I'm going to school for uh, business, but it's got a music concentration. And then I spend my evenings either gigging or uh, rehearsing <laughs> all the time. But I guess something I do in my spare time that is just a little, that I love movies. Don't matter what. Oh, don't let him take you to a movie. <laughs> no. I, don't see a movie. I don't even know what it's about, right? So we went to see a, a movie the other day. Um, I Terrible. Even, no, I... Pool? Yes. yes, that was the exact it? movie. No. What was it? Uh, Infinity Pool. Infinity oh. Pool. And Art house, horror, like, oh. psychological. It, is it good? It's got, it went, it's got I, one so, of those Scarzard brothers in it. You yeah. know, from It, like the clown. Woo. Not that one, but the, his brother. It, but yeah, 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 it's his brother. It was... I enjoyed it. It's good, but the thing is, I enjoy all movies. Everything, even if it's even if it's bad, I still enjoy disliking it. <laughs> so like, I'll watch any movie and will walk away satisfied. But other people are like that was trash. I'm like, but it was good though. You know, I love to trash talk. Like, what did you yeah, hate? Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, if yeah. it was really bad, that's my favorite thing is the discourse of how yeah. it was. Like, mm-hmm. um, was that movie with the Rock? Black Adam. I liked it. I'm just going to say it, but everybody else hated that movie. Yeah. Yes. Have like, yet to it see got canceled, it. didn't it? Like, he's yeah. not doing that character oh. anymore. Because no one, yes. Because no, no one went I to see it. it. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't watch that one. So, Ray, are you going to go see Cocaine Bear? Probably. <laughs> but then what happens is, I see movie. so many movies, and then I run out of movies, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to go see this one. And the real story of Cocaine Bear. It's like, a movie now. The bear movie. that ate all that yeah. cocaine yeah. and was like it's, rampaging for 20 minutes yes. and then died. It's a movie. It's yeah, like yeah. What it I'll is. see next is cabinet, not cabinet, knock at the cabin door or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Where the, where the world's ending and then I'll probably end up seeing Cocaine Bear. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so Cocaine Bear, I think they, uh, you know, it's dramatized. I'm they sure really it's over a like it. a period of time now. But yeah, it's a real thing. We all know it only lasted 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy is... They got to stretch out the movie for the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lead up to that 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes of pure terror. <laughs> I can't wait to watch uh, like, Meth like... Squirrel. Oh my God. The sequel, Meth Squirrel. They come for like for real, like message me like late. I'll be on my way to the movies. Like late at night. Someone, or, do you want to go? It'll be like, do you want to go? Like, I, like when we She'll went. show up too. When we went and saw Infinity Pool, like, I had well, I mean, I had work and I had work the next day because it was going on Friday. Um, and but what he said, he was like, I'm either thinking of seeing Infinity Pool or Puss in Boots. I was like, Which is All really right, good, by the way. He's gonna, he's gonna see Puss in Boots. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be chill. I was like, Yeah, I'll go. And I'm going up to the counter to get a ticket. I'm like, Yeah, Puss in Boots. He's like, No, we're seeing Infinity Pool. Uh, <laughs> like, oh. I was wrong. Hey, I told you I had the one. She assumed. Uh, but Puss in Boots, actually, really good. Like, I saw that one too. Just I so w- you know. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> we can still go. We can still go. And then he won't tell you that he's seen a movie already when you go to okay, see it together. Because here I was thinking that we were about to have a black experience together going to see Wakanda forever. Okay. Come to find out. It was only new to me. 
That's, yeah. that's not because my parents already bought the tickets. <laughs> I saw it the night it came out. It, 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 it was a Thursday, and I was like, "No one's gonna go see a movie on Thursday." Packed. With me. Like, no, it was empty. What? Wow. Yes, it was on empty premiere? on the premiere on Thursday because people usually go on Fridays, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna go like ten minutes before it, w- it happened." And I, it was good. Yeah. See, I I didn't get into Wakanda forever like it. I've seen it three times now. I love it. You've seen it three times. Three my, times. My issue with it was that I agree with Namor. All right. Don't you start talking. No spoilers. No spoilers. You haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. I made Casey watch it. It's February right now. It's on It's on Disney Plus, too. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Hey, we're doing it. I got Disney Plus. You better We know you're just trying to steal some cool air out there. It's all Yeah, you know what? I do cool down. I cooled down like six no degrees spoilers, just now. But Sirius is also know. fired from the. Well, you heat it up from that comment, so. Just watch it before the month is over. We'll forgive you. Are right, you done? I'm, I'm just done. I'm well, you can tomorrow. only watch it before the 14th. I think I'm going to watch it twice. You don't him. <laughs> I blame you. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Between all the experience in this room, all the performing <laughs> experience, we got to get a good story out of this one. So, uh, Tell us about a nightmare gig or the most embarrassed you've ever been on stage. So the thing is, I forget about that stuff real quickly because, like, Lock to it me, out. it's in the past. Like, it already happened, but they reminded me. I got one for so, you. I got one for you. Yeah, yeah, one I for me. That. I got one for y'all too. When you're done, that we did. Did it happen? We 20, just did, did it. it happen Twenty minutes oh. ago. <laughs> 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 you calling us off? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was we, us. <laughs> Tell him, tell him. Tell him what we did. Our first, on Friday was my second show at like ever as Reiki, well, as Reiki, four Reiki's at Z-Bar. At Z-Bar. But the first show was at Kaiju back in October of last year. And, yep, we played (laughs) one of my original syllabis, which conveniently also features Keanu Dell. Good vocalist, you gotta use it. And I don't know what happened, but I mean, we started the song way too fast like and I don't know about y'all I, I didn't know how to fix it <laughs> so we just kept going I was, like, I was like you counted it in and it was so fast and yep. I was like I was frozen I was I was like this is way faster than we're doing but I was like I don't know how to fix yeah. it in the moment well, was, I knew afterward and I was like it's too late what was crazy about that was so y'all weren't there you were there, but you were <laughs> so, like, so I wasn't playing drums. So I was playing keys. That's a little fast. Are you on keys for this one? Because yeah, CJ I was had a missing. different show that Okay. Day. So I was subbing for him, and Will was subbing for me. And a, cu- a couple of us hadn't made it to a rehearsal. <laughs> so um, we didn't have a, a great understanding of, of what we were trying to do in that moment. And he counted that joint off. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm on keys like, well, What's crazy though? <laughs> What's crazy though is any other time my tempos are like, I know, like, oh, I'd be, be scared. But it's that, crazy. Right? <laughs> he'll, he'll play something a couple clicks too fast and I look at him. He, right, I, I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the person who had us rehearsing to a click and we, we had to decide like specific BPMs, beats per minute for each tune that we did during rehearsal, which actually really helped us. It was valuable, but like he was the person who was keeping us. Honest, I would, I would, I would yeah. know where it was in that that day. I don't know that song. Maybe it's a good it. thing and a bad thing. Like you're a human metronome, but you started fast and you just couldn't change it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's really 
what happened. Since then, I mean, we for the last few we just played, we've we've uh, we've had a significant number of rehearsals because um, I want us to be as tight as possible, but also still flexible, right? So if I want to do something extra, or someone else wants to take a longer solo, like we can do that, but we also need to keep how tight we sound. Like I want us to sound like a record, you know, that, that's our yeah. sound, you know? Yeah. Um, so we've gotten a lot better at that, though mm-hmm. I don't expect any more three times the original tempo song. <laughs> <laughs> I was on keys that day. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't he didn't go point that out. Me. I, I <laughs> yeah, I think for me, any gig where the sound is not right, especially if you're in a big band, it always ruins it. Like, it doesn't matter how tight we are between each other. If we can't hear each other, then there's no way it's going to function. And like, mm-hmm. we can try to like adjust in things, but my biggest thing, and and I think people think that I'm being a diva about it, but like the sound setup has got to be right. I just need to be able to hear so I can tune in. Absolutely. They, you know, there is, especially if you're, if you take the time, you're there pre-show, you're doing what you're supposed to be to get it right. Mm-hmm. You have to, especially, you know, um, with, with Keon and Sunky, you add so many elements with, with horns and, and vocals and what you have two or three different singers this weekend. I have three singers. And then actually, I usually have a horn player, but what does that happen today? So, I mean, you know, you have to get that right in a live setting. If you don't, you are going to uh, you not only torture yourself, but torture the audience. And, and especially, yep. you know, when vocally, when you use that as an instrument, which you do a ton, and, and Ray, you're you're doing that a ton these days too, is using that as, especially when you take yourself away from the keys and actually, because that's, a, that's like something it. else I know. Yeah, something else I noticed is how much you your growth vocally has happened in the last couple of years. I don't know if that's just stepping out and taking the lead, um, but in the last a couple lessons from Keanu Dale, I'm sure that helps. But it, it's hey, noticeable. Yeah, like thank it's you. noticeable. I that. It's noticeable. I've tried. Yes. You can tell that you're working because, and it was already good, you know. But yeah, when you add so many things, you got to have that sound right, 100. Yeah. percent Especially if you're trying to stay flexible, like and do things on the fly, like yeah. it makes a difference. You know? Absolutely, it does, yeah, yeah. And even if again, like the we work so hard in Ray Keys and the Sun Kings to carve space for each other because there are so many of us. And so if that's being completely eliminated when we're in a live setting, then it makes us look like mm-hmm. we're the ones that aren't compensating. So that's always a nightmare for me. Yeah. And then we had a gig where. They took like two months to pay us. And <laughs> that was more of a nightmare than anything I've ever experienced. Oh my gosh. How did that happen? Um, it was a whole, they gave us a whole runaround and that was part of the nightmare. It was like, we're supposed to be, we have in the contract, we're supposed to be paid the day of mm-hmm. in the contract. Contract was signed. Then they're like, oh, we had a problem with the company credit cards. Okay, I'm chill. I'm cool. Pay me on Monday. Yeah. Oh, actually, well now we don't want to have to pay the fee. Can you write us a new invoice to... <laughs> Uh, account for the fee. Oh, okay. Well, now we're gonna have to process this through. I mean, it was like a run around, run around, run around. So, oh, that sounds one awesome. of the things that we like to emphasize in whatever band that we're in, but also like just business to business in general. Transparency is so important because if like if they were transparent about what was going on, cool. Like we're mm-hmm. human. We'll work through it. But like. When you're not transparent, that just causes problems. Yeah, and human owned, to human, you know. Yeah, they're owned by a corporation, so I was like, okay, no mercy. Like, if you're mm-hmm. if you're an ind- <laughs> yeah. if you're an individual, small business, like absolutely transparency. I work with you, but you're owned by a corporation. Like, you could have figured this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and you know, it feels uh, like you're not being treated like professionals, which all of you are. Exactly. You do this for a living. You do it. And you take it seriously. So when somebody doesn't take you seriously, it's a slap in the face. And not only it what is. you just did, but you are pros. 
And you need to be treated like that, regardless of what size the venue is or how many people you played for. You sign a contract, abide by it, you're professionals. Ten out of ten. <laughs> to you. hire you. Somebody, no, you would not want me as you guy. I'll be your high, I will be your hype guy, but you don't want me for business. We're hiring Ray. Ray's the business guy. He's going to school for you. Got to you guys, not me, not me. Trust me. Trust me. What are hey, your long-term plans I, with that music I business? I was going to say, if it was up for me, we still wouldn't be recording this podcast. <laughs> long-term goals? I, to be honest, I'm taking it as it comes. What The reason why I did it initially, and it's still a large part of why I'm doing the degree, I go to shows sometimes and I see that there's no one there. But then I listen to the band and I'm like, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question then is why, right? And also like, I see cities like New York or Nashville or Atlanta or LA or even Chicago or Detroit, you know, and there's music coming out and it gets to us. So I want that to be, I want Louisville to be a place that that can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one, just getting experience in the industry, but also two, learning from people that are already in it, which is why I'm going to school um, to learn how do we get from point A to point B, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So whether that's me working for a local nonprofit, shout out LJI. (laughs) <laughs> um, or working for like a, a record label or just like A&R just on my own and helping teach other artists how to be, um, how to market and how to capitalize on their own talents. Um, that's, that's what I want to do. All right, question. Because I've, I've, I've thought about this. We've talked about this a ton. We've, we've made a couple trips to Nashville in the last, I don't know, a few months. And we've listened to what, <clears throat> what there is on... We haven't even really went down the Broadway thing because we've done that. And it's a bunch of pros that know how to play. But there's nothing original about it. Um, Louisville has the scene. I mean, I think it's better um, originally than what's going on anywhere Western else. Right so, like, how how do you, you know, every, like this room, you know, I see bands. There are bands everywhere in this room, and every one of them are filled with professional, awesome, unbelievably as talented as anything you walk into and see down there, musicians. And there is that everywhere in this city. Um, how in the world do we make this the spot? Because I'm telling you, man, it is right there. We're it, we're at that edge where people are shocked when they when they hear Louisville music because I think that they're like, "What is going on?" Because it's not there is no like standard. Here's what Louisville music is. It's like Louisville music is a a spectrum of different. It's crazy, Definitely. you know. So and and there are levels that are so. So good. So how I mean, how do you do it? How, I think how you do talk, we... yeah, you're, you're talking about a city's culture. You know, like some yes. ci- some cities, there's a culture where, you know, what you do is you go out and you watch live music. And I don't feel like we're there here. You know, it's like, it's not part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. How That's, do you create that? It's going to be difficult. But we can all tag team. I know you probably have some stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> Please, everybody. For this, me, this is a real con- I mean, you're right. It. It's about the culture. Um, we One... We just have to show up. It's like musicians that ourselves have to show up, which we do a lot of the time anyway, but mm. we have to be accountable for that. Um, two is that we have to work together, right? So what gets me a lot of the times, and it can't always be helped, but like competition, we put shows on the same days mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. which we, sh- I mean, there are plenty of of days and the amount of space between us that we we can organize something so that we're not saturating the market for one. Um, 
Man, you, there's so many things going through my head right now. I can't even. You know what? I thought you you, you uh, touched on something that that make that I love to see is if I come to if I come to one of any of your shows, there's going to be ten musicians there that I that have been in this room. If we go to you know the Monarch and watch a show, there's going to be 15 people that have been here that are supporting somebody else completely. They may mm-hmm. know yep. them, they may not know them, they may have heard of them, they may be friends. It's just that that's the but on to on that. I think the caveat of that is I'm seeing the same pockets at the same shows instead of the big mix of Louisville yeah. musicians. Um, so, you know, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it might be pockets of like Z-Bar. You'll see, you know, uh, a certain uh, group that is either always at Z-Bar or goes to shows that are where the people that are playing are at or uh, Monarch or... Uh, whirling tiger. It's it's. I don't know if they're like always there, or if it's just but, or if it's in their neighborhood. But how do you get those pockets to become one unit? Touch it on two points that I wanted to mention, which we'll we'll probably discuss for Let's a do bit. It. Um, <laughs> Let's they're, do it. they're really related. So like the first part of that is that we need so in places like Nashville or New York or wherever they have venues that are dedicated to music. So like we have those. But, like, it's not the same environment yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, in Nashville, you, you, there are people that go to venues because they know there's going to be music, not because there's someone specific that's going to be playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. the, the culture mm-hmm. around that is different. And the second part of that is that it's slipping my mind very— Oh, we need to learn as musicians and just as business people, because our music, although it is a passion, it's also a business— if, we're, if we want to make it that, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to learn how to specifically target our market within our city, right? Mm-hmm. So even though marketing concepts are similar across the industry, we have to figure out how to be specific and tailor that to the people in Louisville mm-hmm. and figure out what there's a market for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to like that concept of working together, I think it's important to just remember to support the musicians that are not even in your circle, but in mm-hmm. general. I, this was pre-COVID and I'm just getting back to this now, but like I would go to three shows a night and people would be like, oh my God, are you tired? Yeah, I, I am. I'm exhausted, but I kind of saw it as a networking opportunity. Uh, it's something I had the privilege of doing. And I met a lot of venue owners, other musicians through that. And then people were recognizing like, oh, Kiana comes out to show. So then we're going to go out to her shows. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of this equal exchange of appreciation. Give and take. Mm-hmm. Exactly, for the people. And not in like a quid pro quo, like transactional kind of way, but just because we see each other and we appreciate each other. And I think that's really important. And musicians need to, musicians and music lovers in general kind of need to get back to understanding that like, we have to support each other in more ways than one, you mm-hmm. know? Like, um, we have to, get paying for shows back into the culture, especially since in Louisville, shows are like at the base level price that they can be. Like $10 is so cheap for a show, for the quality of the music that you're getting. Of course, I'm saying this from a place of financial privilege from somebody who has the access to that. But if you do have the access to that, go to shows, pay the 10 bucks. When I go to cities like New York and Chicago, you can't get into a weeknight for less than 20 bucks, you know? So I think that while you have it, value it. Um, do you think that that is sorry to interrupt you, but do you yeah. think that part of that is devalues what's going on in this city with with music? I mean, is is setting the price low kind of setting the bar low for people, or, or do you think 
you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Does one does one have to do the other? Does does people look at it and go ten bucks? I ain't even gonna mess with that. Or do they go all right? Do you think a price point is a determinate a determining factor for somebody? I get what you're saying. I don't think it sets the bar low. Personally, I don't think it sets the bar low for the quality of what you're gonna see. I think it sets people's expectations low. So then okay. when they do see a show that is more than that, that's at that $15, 20 25 $30 price point, they then think that that's expensive. Yeah. But in reality, like, I don't come through your line at Walmart expecting that you're scanning my stuff for free. Yeah. You're working. You know, you're, a musician is working. Yes, we do it because we love it. But also, we want to be able to support ourselves and sustain our craft with this. And, mm-hmm. and so you have to value the work that a musician puts in with your money if you have that privilege and access. And, you know, I think people mm-hmm. don't weigh into the fact at all, like going out on a show like that. They'll pay $200 to go watch a show at the M Center. Exactly. That's trash. But won't pay $10 to come to the Z Bar and have an intimate experience with yeah. a very, yeah. very good band. Exactly. And what's crazy about that, if I may, Please. Uh, what's crazy about that is, you know, right now I can name you five people off the top of my head on tour that we know. Like, mm-hmm. like Louisville musicians are are exported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's like these these groups. I mean, one of my mentors that plays organ was on tour with Patty Labelle last year. Plays at St. Stephen's. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so it's like you know these big groups that you see where you know the front man, but you don't necessarily know who's in those bands. A lot of times you look in those bands and you see the dudes that were playing as mm-hmm. you are and the dudes. I mean, shoot, we just played with Danny Markham on Friday. Danny was with Childish Gambino. So it's like, Danny's Louisville born and bred. I knew Danny when I was in first grade. Like, so when you talk about the quality of what's the scene here mm-hmm. and the quality of the musicians, it's like, at, at what point is it like, all right, where, where's the city at? Exactly. Because yeah. they will drive to Nashville. Like, well, I mean, that's, 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 that's a thing too. That's is facts. that a lot of artists you see, so, uh, like you'll see they have a, a show in Nashville, you see they have a show in Cincy, and you, sh- you see they have a show in Indy, oh, but sure. they don't have a show in Louisville. Yeah, is it the culture? Like what, or is it there's not a market or like? But I know if some people came through, I would go see a show. You know, so I'm, oh, I, yeah. I wonder what the disconnect is there's something there. there's, there's, there's gotta there's, be there's, something and it might be like like you said the city not showing up you gotta have the audience and it can't just be you know if it's a Friday night there's a, a high likelihood that you, you know you all be playing somewhere and not maybe in this group but in a different group you might be playing keys somewhere else so it's like what I don't know, man. It, it, it's a, it's a, it is such a weird complicated question to me about why Louisville the city doesn't show up for the music because the music is crazy right now. Personally, I do think it's culture. And I think that some people, especially people that have been in the scene for multiple years, they think that because things come and go so much and our venues close and they reopen, they've they've kind of gotten desensitized mm-hmm. and maybe a little jaded. Yeah. And so they think that the culture can't be shifted, but you have to, and obviously like it's easier for me to say because I'm young, but you know, I've been playing gigs since I was 13 because my parents were very supportive. So even regionally in in my hometown and surrounding counties, like I started gigging very young and, and um, you have to stay hungry mm. and fresh and, and know that like, yes, at times it's going to be discouraging, but we absolutely can shift the culture. And all it takes is like collaboration and communication and a lot of hard work mm-hmm. for us to shift that. Because I do think that the culture is that we don't value musicians the way that we should, especially um, nationally touring musicians. I mean, 
whosever fault they want to claim it was, like there's no reason why that the disrespect to Erica Badu should have happened at Waterfront when it's not happened to another musician. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whoever you want to blame it on, it shouldn't have happened and, and Louisville's name shouldn't have been associated with that. Mm-hmm. We should have valued that experience more. Mm-hmm. And I think that we absolutely can shift that from the bottom up. Man, I hope so. Because yeah. I just, there's there's too much amazing positive things happen in, in this this scene. Uh, for that night to come to fruition. So and I'd love to see y'all a part of that, making that happen. We need Ray we'll to get there. that music business major, and uh, yep. then we'll petition for him to get on the mayor's I was going to say, we're going to call the mayor, man. Mayor Keys. Ray Keys, music ambassador for the Man, y'all start my. I don't even have. mm -mm. (laughs) Let him get the degree first. (laughs) All right, so let's. uh, Well, let's let's hear what what's the last local band you guys have listened to. Ray Keys and the Elements. <laughs> well, so his, us too. That's weird. <laughs> a lot of what we do is learning music for whatever band or church yeah. that we're, we're we're playing for, and so that takes up a significant amount of listening time. Yeah. But I think the last local song or local band that I listened to, um, Ego Trippers, just released a new song, "Holy Smokes," I think it's called. Uh, when same day I released my song, so I know who those guys are. <laughs> some trouble there, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was hey, that's what you talked about communication, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about next right? week, bro? Exactly. Let's go. Let's get this lined up. <laughs> For me, uh, it was two. I listened to uh, Turbo Nut, uh-huh. um, and then Otis Jr. He's got a couple different projects. One with the Jesse Lees, and then one with uh, Doctor Dundiff, who is a producer, and uh, all of those people are very close to my heart. But yeah, I listened to their stuff quite a bit. Well, uh, I did go to your all show recently. Uh, Kiana and Otis Jr. had like this really intimate, nice show at what? What was that? Everything it's but called, the kitchen sink. Everything yes. but the kitchen sink. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, and I don't know what that is. Kiana, you guys need to come in here. They sounded so good together. Like that was Otis. It was Jr. so. It was such a a transcendent experience. Like, I I mean, I, I was just speechless the whole time. It was really good, was, and I got it recorded. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Hey, let me get that CD. Hey, I think we all need I'm to be uh, mixing it this week. Give case. I think we all need to give case uh, some kudos for being quiet for so long. Oh, <laughs> I gotta give Casey my last live show was Ellie Ruth Lilac and Casey at Z Bar. Oh, it was go. awesome. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. <laughs> Talked about that two weeks in a row, Brent. Shout yeah. out, uh, sir, awesome. sir. Shout out Louis Volve. They're our local uh, hip hop festival, hip hop curation collective. Uh, they put on the Everything But the Kitchen Sink series, which awesome. originally started in a kitchen um, in uh-huh. Dave Will Chris's kitchen. Shout out to him, incredible rapper, hip hop artist, lyricist. Um, but yeah, they started this series that Otis Jr. and I had the privilege of being a part of this past weekend. Um, yeah, shout out to Louis Volve for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't ever, I don't make it out the show. You know, people that know me know I, I work four jobs. What? Uh, yeah, I, I am always working. I'm always working. On purpose? I, 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 like, I like to have the expendable income. I like free uh, time. Yeah, man. The, I thought you were You're not wrong. Um, the, last, <laughs> the last show that I went to locally that I was not on 
was your show when it was you and Jordan. Yeah, that was the last one that I went to that I wasn't on because. I mean, it's so hard for me to be somewhere and not play because it's like if I made the time to come out, like I'm usually on it. I'm trying to get around more, but like you got no, I sleep when you I got, got sleep. no relaxing. You, know? you can't just chill out, kid. Seriously, ladies, man, you need to bring one of your dates to the show. What's up? <laughs> That's why he was singing earlier, man. Your cocoa butter baby. This is going so good. You know, I am, I am, searching, I am searching for my cocoa butter babies. Baby, you know. CJ. You know I'm closing up on that when I video edit this. Oh, please, baby. Please, baby. Boy, at Swisskit on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, cut him off. <laughs> uh, repeat the question again. <laughs> uh, so last uh, band last you local heard. band you listened to? Last bands I listened local. to. Um, all these guys in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he ain't lying. Uh, I I uh, started attending shows uh, through uh, 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 one of my close friends, William Breckenridge, the drummer. He's the one who got me in the. Uh, Got me into the mix with uh, uh, Ray Keys here. And uh, I've been going to Casey shows for years before I had ever had an opportunity to play with him. And uh, I would go to Kiana shows. And uh, it, I'm just excited to finally be a part of the mix now. Yeah, Same, man. How was that? Yeah. Yeah. Going. We're excited, I too. I can do that. I can play that. Man, I can play that. Can I play that? Yeah. <laughs> you got to hear this kind of yes. work. Yeah. And you got to hear him on bass, too. Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I try so hard to play one instrument. All right, we got to give Casey his moment. He's been waiting so patiently. All right, Casey. Yeah, puns. The last, last local band I listened to was Routine Caffeine because they sent me their demos today. Hey, there you go. Well, they sent them to me a couple of days ago. Today, I was finally had time to listen to them, but doing their next record. Oh, right cool. and, uh, yeah. yeah, so far it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also yeah. can't wait to hear that too. You guys talked about William. I think he was the tallest drummer to play that little baby kit back there. <laughs> Six flavors. <laughs> Flavor number one. Will, 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 drums. Will drums. I think he used his knees for the hi hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's hear another one. You ready? What you got for us, Ray? Uh, this one's going to be, I said, Sweet Memories Part 1, right? right. Part 1. Song number yeah, one on uh, the record. On, on Brown and Gold, number one. You did your homework. I did. Yes. I listened to it. I don't yes, I, I need you. You, 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 you ain't come in when you're supposed to do one that thing. Sweet number two, song seven, number two, one, two. I didn't know that you were going to start it on one. So I thought you was going one. Everybody else came in. Quick count in. So. <laughs> it starts with CJ. That's right. That's right. Let, let him use Take us Cut all this out. Oh, you got it. <laughs> let, let him got pain inside 
don't know where to hide, but you can count on me to make some sweet memories, sweet memories. I can see. I can feel your fears. I can tell your love, your sorrow. I know. I know. One more from Casey. I don't want it to go off on the last little thing. I thought you were about to. He's <laughs> 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 like, we'll do this another no, one. No, no. <laughs> Let's start from the top. It's, yeah. it's going to be 105 degrees by the time we're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, How far out do y'all book this? We're uh, booked through, we're June. Out through June, June now. Yeah. 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 Which is Keeping nice. Busy. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> my God. You back on, Neil? Watch out! We have a lick contest. All right. <laughs> 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 
Nice. nice. <laughs> Jalen loved the bass on that Jalen. I don't just love Jalen because that's my daughter's name. I love it because of your bass playing, too. Thank you. It's yes. <laughs> a working yeah. talent. Oh my I, did, I did name my daughter after you, so you better be an awesome bass player. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Daquan Kunde. Who? I mean Ray. I'm sorry. Who's Daquan? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he keeps it. He keeps it. He keeps it pretty open for me, mm. um, and lets me, you know, kind of do. Here's the, but I here's the thing: out, like, do like, what I do. But he, he's always, that's what I was gonna say. You, you just say Jalen play the bass, and yeah. then you back yeah. off. Yeah. You let her yeah. do her thing. Oh, yeah. she makes it look easy, but it's smooth. It is. I look at. It. She's just like bored back there. <laughs> <laughs> lady bass, lady bass. It's easy for her. And what yeah. she'll do? Yeah. What she'll do? In rehearsal, we'll just like back off and then on the show go nuts. <laughs> I'm looking at her like, oh my god. Uh, like, She's I a guess, gamer, right? I guess this last this last show I really kinda showed out because everybody was talking about it afterwards. Yeah, she, we've also been playing with <laughs> each other. <laughs> we've also been playing with each other so long that we kind of, we connect. We, we the, mind meld mm-hmm. like so many we'll times. Sing, there was a part where that's, yeah. Well, I'll sing something or play something on the keys and she'll play the same thing at the same time. Oh, wow. I got a question. Yeah. All right, this is maybe simple and I think it's for all the instrumentalists here because I think everybody does different stuff. I think you can play guitar and your vocal are, are definitely an instrument. Does the fact that everybody plays something else make situations like this easier? To where you can have the trust and ability, or do you judge what everybody else does as you're playing an instrument? Going, I wouldn't play that. I, I don't think it's a hostile environment. Like, like we're no. not like, oh damn, like, like <laughs> I feel like it's but healthy. I, for, yeah, for me, I think it's more of a problem. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. Because so when I play drums, you know, he he likes a lot of pockets. I'm strict. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a, I, I admit it, I'm strict. Mm-hmm. The, the it's okay. More know that I want. know a song and the the like different layers of that song when I'm playing drums you start to hear it melodically so I get actually really busy oh yeah uh, like there's been times in rehearsals where I like I'll, I'll be setting up like background vocals and stuff because I listen to the song so much that I'm like oh here comes, here comes this part like and I, I've listened to playbacks in rehearsal where it's like I get muddy because I'm and then when I listen to it I'm like nah but that was like set this look up set this look up right. like I'm, I'm like checking boxes but at the same time it's like for the sound he's going for for his group it's way too much well I here's I, I think I got a response for you anytime he gives you any shit you can say look man don't get mad at me for playing drums after you put seven layers on your nice song <laughs> 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 you can't get mad at me you one song hey you put broken glass in the drum beat yeah, <laughs> that's true he really did he really did, did. I did <laughs> it sounds good too so I'm gonna keep it but, but, you know, it is it's real interesting when you hear a playback and the drum says playing the piano part so my my reasoning for that my well, I'm I'm defending myself but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like my when, whatever music I'm playing or whoever I'm playing with I play what needs to happen if that makes sense yep. so like <laughs> I I'm always think it's now it's more subconscious but like when I first started thinking this way it was I had to think about it it was just like what is the reason for this thing happening? And if there's no reason, then why why am I going to do it? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that really lends itself to sounding polished and like whole. So like, 
I, I've been ha- him, especially when he's on keys too, by them licks that he just throws in. I'm like, so, and the thing is, like, at a certain point, I'd be like, okay, don't do that. But like, when we first started, it'd be like, okay, so why did you do that? Like, do you have an answer? Because like, if you don't, because <laughs> like, my, what I was preaching is like serving the music above our individual talents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and we sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's probably with so many. You know, you got a band. You're you know you're the head. You're the head of a band. You're the head of a group. You're the head of a group. Different for everybody so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to have that type of knowing what you want in your thing. Yeah. To do that, I would imagine. Absolutely. It just again like what they what Ray said earlier. It <laughs> we don't breeds know him. a lot of. Communication, we have to be open with each other because I'm thinking as an arranger most of the time. So if I notice something, I might point out to him like, ah, that sounded a little muddy right there. Like, can we run that back or can we clean that up? And, you know, I think it helps us more than it hinders us. We we don't often find ourselves like at odds with each other. Um, but, you know, we do have some open discussions in rehearsal. It's like, well, we're doing it this way because I was hearing this. And mm-hmm. then we can understand each other better through that. So I think it helps us that we all have that kind of experience. Well, and I think that it leads to creating a ton of space. And, you know, you talked about space, leaving Jalen space. It, it's awesome to have five or six different instruments in a room and not feel overwhelmed. Yep. You know, you can hear... It's so Thank important. You, you know, know what? Yeah. Right You're talking dirty to him now. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year. Now, look, we've had three instruments in here and you can't tell what the hell's going on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, there, yeah. there are times where, and when you, when you know what that sounds like and when you hear it and you can recognize, okay, this is going on. I mean, because like, Casey's playing notes. You're not playing much of I mean, you're playing notes, not chords. You know, uh, the the keys are doing a lot of just chilling on on roots. And, uh, you know, it is awesome to be able to go, here's what's going on. I can close my eyes, see where everybody is, picture it. And yep. there's just sometimes it's, you're just getting like, bah! <laughs> and that's, that's, it's music. But is it, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's awesome to have, um, to see that, to see the different instrumentation and just feel and hear everything separately. It's also situational because, like, we've got a. Was that you? Oh, okay, never mind. It's also <laughs> situational because, like, we've got a bass player friend, Cam Gooden, um, and he can play, but he, 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 I mean, I've worked with, I've played with him for years, so um, we just have that relationship. But, like, he'll ask me, like, okay, he'll send me a video, like, what, what, what do you think about this? Like, is it too much? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you, what do you think about your bass playing in that situation? Like, so from he's going to sub for, Jalen won't be with us on a gig. Not oh, just I'm coming to that one. Oh my God. He's good. Cam is great. Cam is good. Cam is great. For me, for me, I'll be like, okay, so play what's necessary and then like sprinkle some stuff on top. For his band, it was going to be different, right? So we have to have that musical or that musical maturity to know like what belongs where and for who and why, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, for instance, just continuing the thought. Live action? Yeah, and live, live action, action. Live action your bra- is large. Yes. And and live action is a very big collect because the, the idea behind that, we can, if you want to book a session. Let's you know, go. Do <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, in that group, the three of us are all playing keyboards. Like our, our setup, our setup requires us. <laughs> to, it, it legitimately requires us six keyboards. 
to play the set right now. Three, so six, be- between six. the three of us and Cam plays. I'm gonna play one on a couple of charts. <laughs> Shut. So, up. So, all right, dude. We gotta. How many people are in this? Man, uh, what I think right now said nine. God dang, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And that's we'll, start a new heat record. we'll have to be in is there. That we break it down for the situation. So, okay. like, we're doing a, a Louisville Jazz Initiative gig, um, and we're not taking everybody, we're taking five of us for that. Okay, but uh, but yeah, so actually being in his group, strip down five been, people, strip <laughs> down, <laughs> the strip down version being in of his group has been really invaluable because not only do we all play together with him. But then understanding, like, okay, we got three keyboards, and we're all code at keyboard. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so it's like, you know, are we all going to rip this lick right here? That's why I'm padding. I'm just going to want them. And, and we really do assign roles for that group based on, like, all right, this is an organ moment, or this is a keys moment, or this is mm-hmm. a Rhodes moment, or whatever I'm playing at the time. Like, so it's been really invaluable to cross that line. It even sounds like, though, with nine people, there's a plan. There's space oh, yeah. created. Oh, you carve out stuff. Yeah. It's not like you're oh, going to... It might be live action and thrown out, but, I mean, even what you just said right there, you have a plan. There's yeah. there, You aren't stepping on each other. Three P, three or six keyboards aren't playing the same <laughs> six, six things. So, you, know, no. it's, you know, I was thinking about when, when you were talking about... Uh, thinking about what to play. You know, I think about everything guitar first. So, you know, and I'm sure anybody that plays, everybody plays like open G, open C, open D, and then you realize, look, okay, we can all play that, or you can go up a different position and play and make it sound bigger. It's the same instrument, but don't, don't play. Why would you play what somebody else is playing? So, it's in. I, I got to come see that man or get it in mm-hmm. here. I got. I want to see the nine though. We're I want to see that. I want to have it here. I mean, yeah. Kaiju, Kaiju, April. April 29th, Reiki's and Live Action. There we go. There we go. I've hit the table so much today, man. So I apologize for whoever's editing this bit of this audio. April 29th. Make sure y'all April 29th. This will be out before that. So y'all got Neil so excited, man. I've been trying to close this podcast down, man. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) So our listeners want to want to follow you closely, and where can they find Ray Keys? Uh, I need more social media, but right now it's just at Ray Keys Music on Instagram. I uh, have a Facebook. I guess it's Reiki's music as well. Though I don't really use it. I need to get better about that. That's okay. And then Maybe. also, you know, I'm not going... Spotify is a social media. So go mm-hmm. on there, follow Reiki's music. Or Reiki's. You got a nice website too. Oh, thank you. I haven't really <laughs> announced that yet, but now it is. Uh, I used it for like... Yeah, I used it for... I need to put more of y'all on there, actually. I need pictures. Uh, yeah. You haven't right. seen it yet. Can you put my face <laughs> on the front page? I have been using it for like... Okay, if, if you don't want to buy this merch, you can buy it online later, blah, blah, blah. But... um now it's out and I need to update my website so you're going to make me do that All thanks right. <laughs> speaking of merch if you want some Top Hill Recording yeah. merch we actually have some as of now you can go Top online TopHillRecording.com there yeah. you go speaking of websites <laughs> I just paid $33 for a hat so it better be cool <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys going to take us out with uh, what was it? oh the new one Coco Coco Butter Baby oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all got that one? Yeah. <laughs> she said pretty. Said pretty eyes or pretty ass? Either. I think he said eyes. But eyes. Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's the explicit version, but I haven't written it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Casey knows the word. There you go. <laughs> Oh, y'all.
always take me by surprise Your cute lips and a nice smile Why don't you stay a while? Cause you a vision like the day Can't waste the time away So yeah, what you wanna do, baby? Just let me know today is up to you I know what I wanna do when I'm kissing you Tell me what to do But I'm about to be too high Laying next to you You're my cocoa butter, baby My cocoa butter love Yes, you are my cocoa butter, baby No ifs and buts or maybes You're my cocoa lover, cocoa butter, baby Cadillac right so sweet Up and down, take the back streets Windows down while we beat the heat Baby got a sunrise and an iced tea Damn, I must be asleep Nightmare at the wheel cause I'm living dreams A love affair, it ain't supposed to be Come and lay right by me, we met other like me I know what I wanna do when I'm kissing you Tell me what to do I ain't done ecstasy but I'm about to be Too high, laying next to you You're my cocoa butter, baby my cocoa butter love Yes, you are my cocoa butter, baby No ifs and buts or maybes You're my cocoa lover, cocoa butter, baby Just like cocoa Like cocoa Just like Out that here. was awesome. Yeah, that was, cool. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> what, what's the temperature in there, Brad?